Thanks for joining us here on State Champs Extra Points, presented by Lawrence and the Logical University. Alongside Bab Sambazi, Greg Rakestraw with you. There was a guy sitting in between us. Well, last we week. were looking over him. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, I was just trying Mark to Mark Forster's a talented young broadcaster. He'll join us again coming in, uh, in a couple of weeks on the program. As we always do, a quick look back at what happened last Friday night, a look forward to a jam-packed Week 7. I can't believe it's Week 7 already. And then we'll give you some of the spotlight players, great performances from last week, and then uh, talk about uh, where all you can find the cameras of State Champs Indiana coming up for the upcoming weekend. We always start with where we were on a Friday night. Your game was? Oh, we had the uh, Southwood and Manchester homecoming game at Southwood on 105.9 to bash. That went uh, uh, delayed a little bit for yep. about an hour and a half uh, due to some uh, weather, but Southwood ends up winning 41 to 6. Southwood's a really good team in 1A from a great pocket of, of schools in 1A. They're really solid. Yeah, a lot of speed, good size, uh, two real good quarterbacks, running backs run all over the place. We talk offense, but their defense is about as good as you find. And obviously you dealt with what all of the northern third of the state dealt with. Lord knows we need rain and lots of it. The driest September ever in the state of Indiana, at least for most parts of it. You guys got a deluge of rain, at least most parts of the northern third of the state did. So if, say, you were from Kokomo North, you were either delayed or you had to come back and play on Saturday, southern two-thirds of the state, not exactly a concern for us. And I will say a ton of our games in, kind of through the central part there from maybe Wabash uh, County north to uh, LaGrange County in that little uh, uh, vacuum there had a lot of Saturday games, yeah. and we ran out of officials. Uh, which is getting to be an issue on more of a regular basis. So along those notes, uh, we had clouds, we had wind, didn't have any drops of rain, didn't have any bit of lightning, uh, but it was a shocking result for some. North Central beating Carmel for the first time in 14 years, 27-21. That was the game that we had on the ISC Sports Network in my NDTV 23 in Indianapolis. And credit to North Central. This is a team that won their first sectional in 25 years last season, returned most of their key pieces on defense, but it's largely a new offense. It has a senior quarterback in Harry Abel, but he didn't play last year because Liam Thompson, now the starting quarterback at Wabash College, took every snap last season for North Central. So this is a team that kind of took a while to get its footing going offensively, but now in the last three weeks they have beaten LN and they have won back-to-back -back weeks at Center Grove and at Carmel, and most teams just don't do that. It also plays to what is, to me, the most unique year ever in the history of the MIC. And the MIC has been around now since 1996. It has been the dominant football conference in this state for the last 20 years at the large school level. There are no unbeaten teams in MIC play with uh, either two or three league games left to go. Warren Central has the conference lead because they're a half game in front of everybody else at 4-1. and one. Ben Davis, North Central, and Carmel all at 3-1 and one so far in the season. Carmel and Ben Davis will play each other this week. Ben Davis and North Central play each other in week number 9. <laughs> Carmel and Warren Central play each other in week number 8. So again, the conference chase is far from decided. And frankly, this might be a year where there is no singular champion. Again, 1-8 through eight in the MIC. There is very little difference in, in that conference this year. I think one of the big things you look at is the parity. And that's what you try to achieve every year in a conference play. Parity and being competitive. And that's what you're now obtaining here in the mix. So really, that was kind of the only surprising result, I would say, in, in the 6A ranks. So I want to get to 5A now. And this wasn't surprising, even though 
It was a ranked 4A team beating a ranked 5A team. But the unbeaten run ends for the Franklin Grizzly Cubs. They fall to 5-1. and one. Mooresville bounces back from their lone loss this season against Decatur Central to beat Franklin 49-42. But I think both teams exited that game raving about the uh, the outstanding quarterback play. We'll talk more about Kalijah Perry of Mooresville coming up in a little bit. Drew Byerly has been fantastic for Franklin, and that is a league where it is points on top of points on top of points in the Mid-State Conference. <laughs> they don't practice spelling defense, I don't think, but it, it's something that you look at. It's exciting for the fans, exciting for the players, and exciting for us. That conference has been ridiculously balanced in basketball. I think they've had like a three-way or a four-way tie for the league championship in the last couple of seasons. They may have that in football coming up this year as well because again Franklin has kind of joined the group of Mooresville it's been really good the last couple of years Decatur Central has been really good the last two or three years Martinsville the last couple of years has had some good teams a very balanced uh, time uh, in the uh, Mid-State Conference in 4A the game that I wanted to mention is really more of the team that I wanted to mention Evansville Memorial and again in Fort Wayne and Evansville they don't tend to worry about the classification of the school until you get to the postseason. You know, everybody plays everybody in what is the City League. Well, Memorial is normally a 3A team, but last year they won that league against 4A and 5A competition. Well, here's Memorial without their all-time leading passer in Michael Lindauer, without his favorite target from a season ago in Bronson Combs, and they lost other key pieces off that team as well, and they're 6-0 and going to the final three weeks of the season. How special. Seriously, when you sit there and look at the uh, individuals they lost and who now is stepping up uh, to fill those shoes. All right, so now I want to get to 3A from the big games from last week. And there were two games matching ranked opponents. First of all, Chittard beats Garen Catholic by a score of 35-7. to Again, Chittard, Garen, Brabuff, West Lafayette, they're all in the same section. Mm-hmm. I know Chittard is number two. West Lafayette is number one. West Lafayette's lone loss is to the team ranked fourth in 6A. (laughs) Chittard's lone loss is to the team ranked third or fourth in 5A in Cathedral. Those two teams could have played for the state championship last year. Westside won it. Chittard was beaten by Memorial, the defending state champs at that time, in the semi-state. They could play the first night of the sectional. And so literally... The 3A state championship game <laughs> might happen on October the 25th. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, so, Chittard beating Garrett, is a good team, but beat him 35-7. The other big game in southern Indiana, Heritage Hills and Gibson Southern. Heritage Hills won and won big, mm-hmm. 49-14. Gibson Southern hasn't lost a lot in this decade, and, Bob, they certainly haven't lost like that. Oh, no. I mean, when you start putting numbers out there like that, that kind of gets your eyes opened up on really how good – Uh, this football team is. Another team that we have talked about virtually every week has been 1A Lutheran. And again, they play in a great small school league, primarily at the 2A level, but Beach Grove is a solid 4A team that's in that league as well. Well, Lutheran does it again. They beat Cecina, who lose for a second consecutive week after being beaten by Ron Colley in week number five. Dave Pash's team, remember, they missed a game because of an official's issue uh, against Southridge. That would have been an easy win for, I'm sorry, against uh, Shortridge. Sorry about that. Would have been an easy win for Lutheran regardless. They are 5-0. and They're still number one in the polls. And again, there's a lot of really good teams in 1A this year. I'm not sure anybody can beat the Lutheran Saints. I just look at the one team that I'm looking at right now, even though we cover Southwood all the time. This South Adams team yep. is special. You think back to Pioneer, you got to think 
oh, by the way, same school colors. So let's get to that then. South Adams. And you and I, because this is in your neck of the woods, have talked about this both on and air and off the air. And Adams Central has had the better of that rivalry the last few years. And Adams Central typically was thought of as the best team not named Pioneer last year in 1A. And that kind of proved out in a semi-state game that Pioneer won by, oh, about 30 it was probably really a two or three score game yes. for most of us. It was really the only competitive game that Pioneer had played in the last two years with Jack Kaiser. And you had told me, hey, this might be South Adams' year. Well, they proved that on Friday night, at least in the regular season. They beat Adams Central 42 to 14. Well, you look, they have an outstanding quarterback, prototypical, six foot three. He's just not a throwing quarterback. He is a really intelligent young man, the former head football coach's son. And, and Arnold's thrown for over 1,500 yards. You got Stuber in the backfield. This is just not a, a pass offense. This is an offense that get a lot of people involved on the ground, opens up the pass game. They're going to run, gun, and giggle all night long. You know, 3 3- kind of reminds me of 1A this year where there are pockets of really good teams and obviously it's what makes them better and makes them more battle tested come tournament time where a lot of the ranked teams in 3A are kind of clustered in two different sectionals. You can say the same thing in 1A. Lutheran kind of stands alone in their area. They play a lot of ranked 2A teams during the course of the season. But in 1A you've got the South Adams, Adams Central, Monroe Central kind of group. Then you've got the Wabash River Athletic Conference group just outside of Terre Haute. So with that, Park Heritage. Remember, this is their second second year as a school. The merger of Rockville and Turkey Run. They get to 6-0. They beat South Vermillion 46-27. Now they'll take on North Vermillion, who beat a really good Attica team, 21-14. Again, those two schools that won will play each other this coming week. Yeah, and you turn around and look at Southwood's got to play number uh, 3A, uh, Peru. Very, very good. Probably uh, the person nobody knows about in the great state of Indiana is Dante Majors from the Peru Tigers. This kid's a D1 athlete. Southwood's got their hands full. And it's a big step up in competition going from the 1A level to the 3A level as well. So those are the games that were big in week number six. We'll take this quick time out, talk about the games you need to look for in week number seven. You are watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point, And as always, it's presented by Lawrence Technological University. I admit it. I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point. Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. We're sponsored by Lawrence Technological University. Thanks to Wes Wolf behind the scenes, as well as thanks to Chris Landis, our executive producer. And we are broadcasting this from the studios of the ISC Sports Network. A look back at week number six has already been had. I can't believe we're at week number seven. But here we go. And the game that uh, Carmel and Ben Davis is going to deserve some conversation I'll do that at the end of the show because I have the call of that one coming up on ISC on Friday night. Let's go to Fort Wayne. There are three 6A schools in Fort Wayne. I think they're all really good this year. Snyder, Homestead, and Carroll. 
Homestead and Carroll play on Friday night. Yeah, they're going to lock and load this Friday night. And I'll just say this. These two schools don't like each other. Uh, Do any of the schools in Fort Wayne like each other? That's only a rumor. Okay. Carroll wants to be Homestead. Homestead doesn't want anybody to be Homestead. So, uh, and Carroll keeps expanding. So, this is going to be a very physical ball game. It's going to come down to, I think, on if they can stop the passing attack that Homestead's going to come at you with. If they can do that. I think Homestead will have a few struggles running. Homestead ranked number five. That could bump up to number four with Carmel losing in front of them this week. Let's now go to the region where, again, it's 6A versus 5A. But a lot of people think that Valpo, who's ranked number two in the state in 5A, could be one of the top four or five teams in the state regardless of classification. And, again, Merrillville is 6-0 and as well. Best team in the region probably gets decided on Friday night. Well, you, you said to look at Valpo uh, – 245 points scored, giving up 55. You've got Merrillville, 209 points scored, giving up 58. They're looking at a mirror here when they're going to play. And these are two schools that uh, rich in tradition for Merrillville yep. in football and Valpo coming on strong. Remember Valpo in 6A made the semi-state last year. Yeah. And had the bylaw not changed and Snyder been put back in 6A, Valpo would have been in 6A this year as well. And again, New Pal is so good. I think people are salivating potentially the thought of a new pal Valpo State Championship. <laughs> Cathedral folks, Dwinger folks have other ideas, but just kind of keep that on your radar. Speaking of Cathedral, I know you're a man of many talents. I know you broadcast football. People may not know you broadcast volleyball during the course of the season. Do you consider yourself a soccer fan or soccer knowledgeable? I'm a fan, knowledgeable, not so much. I just love the way they pass the ball. Well, okay, well, I appreciate that. So with that, I tend to be a soccer guy as well as a football guy, for those that do not know. And I just figured something out. Oh, boy. Like, Cathedral is like playing in the Champions League. Like, literally, like, they have, like, their domestic games against Ooh. schools from the state of Indiana, like they played Jeffersonville on Friday night. But they're going to play a team from outside of Indiana for a fourth time in seven <laughs> weeks. So, literally, they have, like, the Premier League, and this is their Champions League portion of the schedule. They've already played the three largest schools in the greater Catholic League in Cincinnati. So, who do they get this week? They get Louisville Trinity. Oh, hello. Now, <laughs> if they were a pro team, they'd be getting taxed by the state of Indiana at this point because they have played Carmel and Warren Central in weeks one and week two, and now they come up and play Cathedral. All right, all jokes aside, it's great that two great programs play each other because it does what you're supposed to do. It makes you ready for the postseason. This is going to be a fun matchup. And, and for Cathedral, the first three yeah. times they played – out-of-state schools, they made the drive down 74. Now they get a home game this time around. And this Trinity is nobody to take lightly right. either, as good as they are right now, beating the Indiana schools they've already beaten. And Trinity last year was swept by Warren and Carmel, so that they have circled all of these dates on their calendar this year. Let's get to 4A now, and again, it's kind of a cross-classification game. New Prairie, number one in 4A, they take on Penn. And I don't think this is a vintage Penn team. But it's still a quality 6A program. That's a big opportunity and a big challenge for Russ Radke's team. Yeah, I was just going right there. Russ Radke at breeds a lot to New Prairie. And uh, this is going to be an opportunity for them really to get in the back pocket a pin for something they haven't done. All right, West Lafayette and Lewis Cass. A uh, big game in the Hoosier Conference. Oh, and yeah, two number one teams playing each other. 3A number one and 2A number one. I think the general idea is... I'm not sure anybody in that conference can match West Lafayette right now. Mm -hmm. If Cass can, then I think we're talking about them as maybe a favorite in two-way coming up in the postseason. For Jeff Phillips' team, 
Yeah, you want to win. Of course you do. Sure. This really, though, is a game that I think you can say, all right, if we can compete with these guys, we can compete with anybody in the postseason. Well, this is going to be a team that surprised a lot of people. Surprised me early if we remember talking about them. Yep. But they're so physical. Yep. They may not have the running game going, so they throw the ball really well. If they don't throw it really well, they run it really well. But they got some hogs up front that really do a great job. Another g- big game in 3A, and how about Heritage Hills? You just beat Gibson Southern by five touchdowns. What's your reward? Southridge, they're coming to your place. And that game can actually be seen on the ISC Sports Network on Friday night. And then let's get to the massive game in 1A. Again, we kind of touched on it earlier, Park Heritage and North Vermilion. And again, not only is this a conference rivalry, these two teams would be on the same path in the postseason as well. Sounds a little odd. To me, it's going to be interesting at kickoff. Who sets the tone at the kickoff for this ball game will be very, very interesting. All right, so those are some of the big games in week number seven. Talk about some of the big names as far as recruiting is concerned. We do it at this time of the show each and every week. Let's toss it for a recruiting report to Alan True from 24-7 Sports. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. One of the top juniors in the state of Indiana picked up his first Big Ten offer as Brownsburg offensive tackle Joshua Sales was offered by Purdue last weekend. Six foot six, 285 pounds, Sales is drawing a lot of interest from programs around the country. He now has five total offers, but that boiler one is his first from the Power Five. We're betting it will not be his last, though. Fort Wayne Homestead senior Jake Archbold picked up a new offer from Moorhead State. Archbold is a six foot, 195 pound hybrid safety linebacker who can come down in the box and support the run, but has also made plays on the ball in the air in the deep part of the secondary and as a wide receiver. He holds several other offers, including Saginaw Valley State. Another in-state senior who is picking up offers is Carmel wide receiver Zach Gish. He was recently offered by West Liberty and St. Xavier. Gish is a 5'9 slot receiver who also participates on the track team, and that speed has helped him as a return man for the Greyhounds this season as well. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Again, we are sponsored by our friends at Lawrence Technological University. We have some spotlight players for you, and in fact, we have six of them to get to. Let's start in your neck of the woods. Luke Good, 6'6", junior quarterback of Homestead. Again, they are unbeaten. 358 yards and three touchdowns. It seems like every week we talk about Luke Good. I mean, he is so big. He looks over everybody, which gives him a great advantage. But he also he has outstanding receivers up there at Homestead. Uh, he threw the ball really well this week, 358 yards. Uh, the guy's on fire right now, and Homestead is riding his arm. Great receivers, really good, good blocking up front. You'll notice a trend. We're talking about quarterbacks a lot today on the show. And how about Kalijah Perry of Mooresville? First-year starter, 6'3", senior, 318 yards, threw for four, ran for another two, 
and they had to need all six and a seventh to win the game because it was 49-42 when they beat Franklin. How about this for for a scoring passes? 69, 64, 37, and 45 yards. <laughs> it is fun to be a quarterback in Mike Gillen's offense, one of the winningest coaches in the history of Indiana high school football, one of the early adapters of the run and shoot some 20, 25 years ago. It's working at Mooresville as they have gone from uh, – being in kind of a rebuilding state for the better part of a decade mm-hmm. to now one of the better teams in the state when it comes to 4A football. And fans love it. Yes, they do. They like winning. They like winning when you pass the ball yes, sir. even better. Next up, James Arnold from South Adams again. 6'3", junior quarterback. You sung his praises all year. 471 yards in a victory against their biggest rival. My son, who doesn't talk a lot about high school football, said that he saw this kid. He says, Dad, he is special. And he's not the only outstanding kid on that team, but this kid here leads them in just a junior to boot. Amazingly, there is a state defending state champ that seemingly has got lost in the shuffle this year. We have not talked that much about Western Boone. They got beat in week two by Western, um, and then we've kind of just kind of moved on, even though we acknowledge Justin Pelly's team is really good. Well, Spencer Wright, four touchdowns, ran for another. Not surprisingly, Weebo had a bit of an easy time with Frankfurt winning that game 56 nothing. So congratulations to Spencer. But to me, Bob, it's much more about, hey, let's not fall asleep on the Stars. They, they won this thing, and they return a lot of key pieces off that team. That's a great comment right there. And kind of on the back burner because we haven't had them up front. And when you lose to a good Western team, your season's done in some people's eyes. No, it's not. Now, um, they still run the ball in other parts of the state. So let's talk <laughs> about that. Cole Campbell from Winchester, 32 carries, 271 yards in their 41-12 victory over try. He has 1,400 all-purpose yards so far this year. To carry a load like that, A, you got to be an outstanding athlete and really set up physically. And number two, you better have some hogs up front and be able to understand what they're trying to do for you. But this kid is just a bulldog. And finally, Jackson Ullum from Monroe Central. Uh, he has not looked good. He's not 6'6". He would be 5'9 as a sophomore, but still very accurate. 23 of 29, 280 yards, and a big win over Westell. History is just saying everything's on uh, Monroe Central side, and this kid is in there with Coach Hosseller and doing a great job. And again, Monroe Central, two losses to South Adams and Adams Central, two teams <laughs> in the top five as far as the 1A polls are concerned. There you go, some of our spotlight players for this week on the show. Speaking of this week's show, this is one of many shows in the uh, State Champs family of programming. Of course, the flagship here in the state of Indiana is the television show that you see debuting on Sunday mornings, but then repeated throughout the week on Fox Sports Indiana. For a full preview of that, let's kick it to Lauren Plant. All right, thanks, Greg. Again, great show as always. We're busy here in the State Champs studios working on this week's installment of State Champs Indiana, which airs every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest and all week at various times on Fox Sports Indiana. 24-7 Sports' Alan True will have this week's recruit report. The plan is to have highlights from the gridiron featuring Bloomington South at Columbus North, Monroe Central at Eastern Hancock, Franklin at Plainfield, our main event, LaPelle at Heritage Christian. That and a whole lot more. And while you can watch the show on TV, online is where you need to be. All State Champs Indiana content is digital. Our new app will be out soon. Just search State Champs Indiana on your favorite social media platform and go get that content. I'm on the Blue Devil football team, and that's a great place to be because other colleges wouldn't let me be both a football player and a nursing student. 
And just because I'm a dog on the field, doesn't mean I can't take care of people. And man, do I love people. The small class size of LTU can give me awesome access to my nursing professors. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Two, one. Welcome back for a final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, brought to you by Lawrence Technological University. A reminder, this program debuts on social media Wednesdays at 5, and you can see a couple of replays during the week on the ISC Sports Network as well. Thanks to Wes Wolf and Chris Landis behind the scenes, making sure our signal gets to you whenever you might be watching it. This is where we talk about where we're going to be in week number seven. Not just Bob and myself, but where our state champs Indiana cameras will be. Games will be focusing on across central Indiana and really on a statewide basis. Bob, who you got? Well, the MyBash Sports Network and 105.9 The Bash will be at Alumni Field on the campus of Wabash High School as the Apaches, 2-4 and four on the season overall, be taking on the 3-3 three and three North Miami Warriors in a big TRC slobber knocker. Well, it had been 20 minutes into the show, and you hadn't used that phrase. I've been yet. waiting. I was concerned. Yeah. All right, so Carmel and Ben Davis is the game that I will have on the ISC Sports Network, and I'm not sure that rivalry needs any explanation. <laughs> However, the two schools have kind of done this during the course of the conference campaign. Ben Davis had a down year, and understandably so, after a team that many thought was the best in the history of the state won the state championship in 2017. That group had over 50 seniors. I didn't have 50 seniors in my high school class. That team had over 50 seniors that played and multiple, like double-digit, Division I players on that team. Last year in Jason Simmons' first year as the head coach at Ben Davis after leaving Noblesville, they had a bit of an under 500 record. Well, first couple of games out this year, they lost to Brownsburg and Avon. There's no shame in that. They were sitting at 1-3 and three as of a couple of weeks ago, 1-1 one one in league play. They find a way to beat Warren Central in double overtime in week number five. They then beat Lawrence North by 14 in week number six. And now the Ben Davis Giants are one of four teams that have one loss in league play. Can Carmel bounce back on the road after falling to North Central and giving up 27 second-half points? They'd given up 14 points in the second half in the first five weeks combined. Carmel and Ben Davis, it should be a great one. I'm not sure it's going to reach slobberknocker territory, yeah. but I'll settle for it being a great game as well. Carmel and Ben Davis, you can see that on the ISC Sports Network, Comcast 81, and my Indy TV 23 as well. As far as where the state champs cameras will be this coming week, Bloomington South and Columbus North, key game in Conference Indiana. Franklin and Plainfield, first one to 50. Might lose that game. LaPel and Heritage Christian, a very good game at the 2A level. And the hits keep on coming from Monroe Central as they take on a good Eastern Hancock team. Again, uh, they will be battle-tested for the postseason for sure. Bob, as always, a pleasure, my friend. We'll see you next week. It's an honor. For Bob Stambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Enjoy whatever game you are going to on this Friday night. And thanks for spending about a half hour or so with us. You've been watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University.